0: Imagine a world you're thrilled to be living in. Imagine telling your children and your grandchildren that in this time and in this place, we came together. Imagine change unconstrained by our individual understandings of what is possible. This is All of Us on WNHH 103.5, New Haven's independent radio station. I'm Greg Grinberg. The president, among many things, uh, is a moral leader. And a national spokesperson. This is what it looks like to have no president. Losing the popular election by 3 million votes, an incoming approval rating of 41 percent, and over the, mi- over the weekend millions of protesters just after Inauguration Day. This is the moral leadership belonging to all of us. And it's fine. What we saw over the weekend was that there was no looting, there was no violence, there was no craziness. So let's embrace distributed, decentralized power and reject reject men and authoritarianism in all its petty and gross forms. Today, my guest is my good friend, Bun Lai, who, as many of you know personally, is the owner and chef extraordinaire at Mia's Sushi. And he's a rebellion and he's, he's a rebel in every sense of the word. So today we're going to be talking about rebellion. We're going to be talking about rejecting the authority of what has come before and uh, imagining new and different ways of doing things. Bun, uh, thanks so much for being on the show today, and welcome to uh, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks
1: for having me here, yeah. Greg. Um, I'm having really great time videotaping
0: it right
1: now. Yeah. So. Oh. Hey, can you can hear me now. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, Thanks for
0: having me, man. <laughs> yeah, so glad to have you here, man. So, you know, we we spend a lot of time uh, hanging out at Mia's really late at night talking about deep philosophical stuff. Um, let's, let's just start talking about, about rebellion and your own kind of path as a chef, because I think a lot of people, you know, know you now as this, uh, internationally re- renowned, um, pioneer of sustainable sushi, but, you know, it wasn't always like that. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's sort of, let's start there and kind of talk about, talk about your path. Yeah. Sh- uh, so, hm.
1: like in a very microscopic way.
0: Sure. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, what I do. Uh, feels directly related to everything that we're actually seeing in all the protests um, that have been happening the last uh, few years. Mm. Um, and uh, the word rebellion, you know, the origins of that word is uh, um, French and Latin, and, 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 and the gist of it is it's the defeated uh, who are waging war uh, against the winners mm. and then rebellion in our country. Um, and, uh, is about rebellion against the country itself, mm. you know, and, uh, um, America wouldn't be America without rebellion, you know? Uh, so starting with, for example, um, uh, the fact that, uh, uh, every European person that was here, uh, was originally here, uh, because of rebellion, mm-hmm. you know? uh, Against their own countries, often against religious uh, persecution mm. and uh, today the rebellion that's that's happening you know uh, is often race and, and sex uh, and uh, all sorts of other um, situation based rebellion uh, uh, against the status quo of, of society created by uh, those Europeans mm mm-hmm. right absolutely um, so I can kind of loop that back into um, is this microphone kind of awesome? So I can kind of loop back that back into uh, what we do at Mia's, which is that uh, our sushi, our sustainable sushi at Mia's, uh, uh, could not have happened in Japan. You know, it's it's immigrant cuisine, um, and the immigrant uh, experience is uh, an essential part of uh, American uh, history and character as well.
0: Absolutely. And when your mom started Mia's. Thirty years ago, it was it was fairly conventional in terms of the type of sushi that was served.
1: Yeah, so thirty years ago, um, her passion thirty five years ago, and you know many years before that, when she was doing catering too, mm. out of her small Yale apartment, was um, it was her determination to create food um, that was as traditional. She could possibly make it, Mm. so she grew a lot of her own ingredients. And uh, um, if you look at, for example, uh, where we used to live, it's called Science Park. There are all these incredible uh, Chinese gardeners and slash farmers there, you know, right on Prospect Street. And that's where my mom got started and Mm. growing um, produce for me is way before um, a farm to table was even, you know, the the buzzword of the time. Exactly. Mm. And uh, sustainability was something that uh, uh, we we thought about and really started working on it, Mia's, way before uh, we even knew what that word even meant. Hmm. Um, but eventually, uh, trying to keep with uh, the idea and really the the traditional idea of uh, making food that is um, the most nourishing and of the highest quality. Uh, food at Mia's had to really evolve um, mm. because um, the evolution of, of the cuisine of sushi um, over the decades that it started becoming popular, mm. you know, like in the 80s really, and, and on, was that sushi was becoming internationalist and Americanized and, and it was becoming fast food. And uh, sushi chefs really didn't know where the seafood came from anymore. Right. And often the seafood... It turned out was uh, some of the, some of the dirtiest um, and most contaminated food that you can put in your mouth, and that's how our sustainable seafood um, um, initiative happened. But prior to that, really starting with my mom's passion for gardening and farming. Well, we, so so, we, to ba-
0: so to back up for a second, yeah. so what was so so the evolution was basically that as as the demand for for fish used in sushi as it was served in America increased. Mm-hmm. The, uh, less responsible uh fish farming practices were put into place and and less responsible fishing practices were put into place so you you had like overfishing of of, of fish populations particularly like bluefin tuna right mm-hmm. in the oceans and you had farmed salmon where you you see a lot of the same uh problems that you see with with land animal farming and concentrated animal feeding operations inside mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know, Inside of these fish tanks and you know, antibiotics and so on yeah and
1: everything that you're saying plus the fact that it was also connected to other food systems as well. So mm. um, the overconsumption of, of uh, animal protein uh, in particular, and the fact that the production of animal protein was um, incredibly destructive of the environment and human health as well. You know, right. They always go hand in hand. And so prior to working on sustainable seafood... Um, we worked on creating a, a plant-based uh, sushi cuisine. And for the tail end of the 90s, uh, that was what I was working on. And mm-hmm. then in early 2000, I slowly started to work on sustainable seafood um, and invasive species that kind of went around the same time.
0: Right. So what was that like when people first came into the restaurant? I mean, I've heard the story a million times, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people haven't, you know. Yeah. What, you know, people would come into the restaurant expecting, you know, the the usual California rolls or whatever and you know. Yeah. You know. So uh
1: um kind of uh backdoor conversation that we're having uh, earlier on. So your company is called Actual Food, right? And Mia's created a actual sushi roll in, in honor and inspired by your company, right? Mm-hmm. And um
0: and the and word actually when, when you did that, I was just like, you know what we've we've already succeeded, you know there's really no reason to do anything we have a we have a role that Mia's is named after oh us, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah you know. I mean uh, I think that's the highest you don't honor have we not have ever we ever, we ever were looking for you won't
1: accomplish anything more than that it's, yeah. I don't I can't. which is all right yeah, which is all right. Some people yeah. gain success early in life, and that's what <laughs> happened to you, Greg, thanks to me so <laughs> uh kidding aside though, you know that whole conversation that we've had before, um and you brought up uh, earlier. Uh, on a ride over here uh, which you can actually say because you'll say it better
0: well i don't know about that but i mean we were you know I, we were just having this conversation really late at night about how um you know when, when people came into the restaurant uh you know they would they would say this isn't actually sushi you know this isn't actually how you make sushi you know yeah. the, 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 you know i'm expecting a california roll i'm expecting you know the tuna yellowtail nigiri all this stuff yeah. um and you know i remember you know you you know, you, you know, having this really um, this moment of intense reaction to that, saying no, this you know, actually, if you if you think about the word the word actually means, um, you know, what sushi is supposed to be at its at its root, mm-hmm. w- what what you're doing, mm-hmm. what you were doing, the you know, plant based sushi, you know, sushi made from uh, from uh, uh, from a highly abundant um, uh, pest species, um, invasive species. Uh, is really at, at the root of it. That is, that is what that is what sushi is really supposed to be. Is a you know a food that is. Uh, I mean, because sushi started as food that was for everyone, right? I mean, it was it was made out of abundant agre- ingredients that that one could easily find, and um, and it was you know it was it was it was super sustainable. It wasn't it wasn't destructive to its environment at all. So when you when you think about like the, the dictionary de- definition of the term radical, as in going back to the root of something you are making radically you know sushi that is ra- you know radically sushi um and so so in fact it is actually uh everything it's supposed to be and more so but you know but there's this weird moment where people are so used to uh things looking a certain way or um you know that they they sort of latch onto it um and they kind of say, oh, actually, this isn't real sushi. Actually, you know, sushi rice is supposed to have vinegar and tons of sugar in it. You know, I you know, overheard a conversation between you and a, and a customer a couple of weeks ago about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh,
1: so I got nothing else to say because you said everything I wanted to say. Um, well, I, but, I guess that, yeah, that's like, right, you know, like,
0: like, like, all good, like all good radio hosts. I can just, you know, totally um, have the conversation by myself, I suppose. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, dude. Um,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, thank you
1: for all that. Um, cause it really does make me think about all sorts of other stuff. Um, you know, which has to do with rebellion. So, uh, uh re- rebellion, uh, is, uh, uh essential to, uh, uh, uh improvement, you mm. know, and, and, and evolution. And, uh, um, the worst thing that we can do is to be of the mind and of the approach that uh, the way that we are thinking and living uh should always be static and it's it's the right way to be right um, um because obviously um if that that were the case uh, uh many societies would be really fucked up right and by
0: the way we we're on um live radio here so um you know oops, uh okay. we we apologize for for that so <laughs> so i'm told bun by the yeah. way that, that if we uh, if we Slip up and say something like that, and then apologize afterwards. Apparently, it's uh, it, it's it's better as far as the uh, you okay. know. So,
1: well, I'm not apologizing. I'm yeah. um, kidding around. I am so sorry. Okay, so back to what we're talking about. I wish I didn't say that word. Um, so, it's just because
0: we hang out way too, too often, much. and I think you know, yeah. it's, <laughs> totally
1: too too relaxed over here. <laughs> um, so uh, back to what we're talking about. Um, uh, about the fact that um, through rebellion uh, we're able to um, course change uh, by um, fighting against, um, waging war against, waging battles against um, uh, the status quo, uh, which is often doing the wrong thing. Right. Right? And often we are our own status quo in the way we think. Mm. And where it is uh, the most, often the most, Obviously, manifested is in the way people choose to eat. So, you know, I did like a sushi dinner at a school uh, recently, um, a local school, and um, a few of the students were like, Yeah, I just don't eat sushi, but these are all like vegetable rolls. Yeah. It's like you eat broccoli, you eat sweet potato. You know, I broke down the ingredients. They eat everything if you deconstruct it pretty much. Sure. But they, won't eat that mm. and you know it's not not a big deal
0: that they don't try that you right know? um so it's symptomatic, of, it. It. it's symptomatic of it's symptomatic of openness toward you know, all sorts of necessary changes absolutely and transitions mm-hmm. mm.
1: yeah so um man if you're closed-minded about one thing chances are you're going to be closed-minded about other things being open-minded is 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 a muscle that you um, have to work because, um, it goes against, uh, our, uh, the way that we're wired evolutionarily. Evolutionarily, mm-hmm. we're not wired to do things that scare us. We're not wired to do things that scare us, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And if you're a risk taker and that's what it takes to, uh, evolve and innovate, if you're a risk taker, you might break your leg, you know, out in the wild and if right. you break your leg, you are dead, mm-hmm. you know? So I understand that. I understand that people who are Who've got personalities that tend towards conservatism, Mm -hmm. you know, and those people, especially, you know, we're not in the jungle anymore. Those people especially need to work on looking at things in a different way and need to work on, um, exposing themselves, um, to new experiences and people. And we need that now more than ever before, because now more than ever before, um, our world is, uh, so divided You know, especially with a president that we're having that we're just talking about divided by sex, by race, uh, even uh, through xenophobia, you know, Um, so again, looping back uh, to what I do and what we do at MIA's. Well, I think we make interesting food um, that breaks all sorts of different rules. So. People are really quick to criticize about it. Sure. But the cool thing about that is um, once you get through as an artist, once you can get over the criticism, which, you know, it's taken me years and years, but um, is that unlike most food out there, it'll create a conversation. Right. It's not just beautiful. It's not just tasty. And it's definitely not just tasty to everybody or beautiful to everybody, you know, Absolutely. because so much of it is out of the box. And, we really need to bring different people from different backgrounds today to the table to have all sorts of discussions that we're not comfortable with. Absolutely. And that's, that's where I kind of feel like Mia's is the perfect place for that.
0: No, Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more, um, as evidenced by the fact that I spend so much time there, um, Hanging out, working on cool projects with you, um, and you know that you know. I think we we we, you know, we spent so much time, you know, helping each other out on on the things that matter most uh, to one another. You know, when you when you talk about sort of the significance, the broader significance of of rebellion and innovation and change, uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree with, more with that. Also, I mean, what I think we're seeing um, politically um, and in so many other aspects of of life that really affect our daily lived experience. Is that the systems that we've come to just assume um, are the right systems, or that they are just the system, and you know that we we hadn't questioned in the past are completely breaking down? So, in a, in in a way, I look at Trump um, not as some sort of uh, anomaly that, uh, anomaly that came out of nowhere, um, but I see him as a sort of distillation of uh, so many things that. Um, that politicians on both sides of the aisle have actually been saying. It's not not just Republicans. I mean, you hear, you know, I, I think that he is, you know, perhaps a, a more uh, pure distillation of, of Republican rhetoric uh, over the last 30 years. Uh, but we forget that, you know, the Democrats, too, have been moving more toward the right. They've been moving more towards xenophobia, to jingoism. I mean, even... You know, even at the Democratic Convention, I mean, it, there was this sort of jingoism against Russia and I was sort of doing this double take, you know, sort of thinking like, well, wait a minute, I thought that was kind of, you know, I thought that was the other party's job to, to sort of rattle the saber. Um, and um, so, you know, so I think that we're seeing these, these systems of centralized power um, starting to collapse under their own weight. They're really just, they're not, they're not really well designed um, for long-term, uh, long-term sustainability. And, you know, you, so, so whether we're talking about food, I mean, I, I don't I don't look at this conversation as us just like waxing poetic about how it, you know, you, you, you know, changed the recipe for sushi around and, and isn't that cool. And it started mm-hmm. a conversation. But you did it out of necessity because the fish that are that, that are served in, in typical sushi restaurants are, you know, are, are, are tremendously overfished. I mean, you know, you blue, you know, bluefin tuna is on the brink of extinction. Right. And yet people still um, fish for it because the. The market pressure to do so is so high, so you have this, you have these, these economic systems that are leading to uh, tremendously dysfunctional uh, activities, you know, human activities, uh, and 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 so whether whether it's a political system uh, or a technological system, uh, you know, whether you know we're talking about transportation systems that are unsustainable from a carbon perspective, or food systems that are unsustainable from pretty much every every environmental perspective you can talk about, the, there is. It's not just cool to do something different, it's actually an existential need. It's the the we the survival of our species depends on our ability to change and to innovate rapidly uh and 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 really reexamine what we're uh what we're doing on a day-to-day basis to support our lives.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking about the word uh, you know, uh, you and I were talking about uh last night. Uh we were re- we weren't really talking about it, but um, we kind of touched on it, which is uh, compassion, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very important word. Yeah. And it's directly related to everything that you were just talking about, right? Sure. And uh, um, compassion is something that is wired within us. It's mm-hmm. a survival instinct, mm-hmm. right? Um, we... Every primate um, um, cares for one another, uh, nurtures one another, um, soothes one another um it, if they were just warring if they were just killers they just wouldn't exist absolutely you yeah. know and that's what happens right um human beings also I mean
0: even bacteria cooperate you know yeah definitely i mean and 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 that's not just like a that's not just like a a, a nice Thing to think happens it's true I mean you know there, you can you can observe things like bacterial quorum sensing where they mm-hmm. you know chemicals are secreted to signal other bacteria of the same species that 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 uh, that they're that they that they are present in insignificant numbers and then and they start to do different things based on that yeah
1: so every, yeah. everything that's living uh, mm-hmm. within its own species um, is wired to cooperate absolutely and, and sometimes even outside species as well definitely you know? so uh, an example of that would be compassion uh, from uh, inter um, extra species compassion. Yeah. You know, you hear about like dolphins saving drowning sailors, that right. sort of thing, or, uh, that dog, you know, a warming, this guy that's freezing or whatever.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: et cetera. I mean, there's just endless stories, uh, of, of extra species, uh, com- compassion, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, endless stories of, uh, the stories of compassion for one human to another, you know, um, are stories of heroism and that's what moves us more than anything. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, and courage often comes from a place of compassion. Sure. You know, um, when you see true altruistic behavior, it often comes from compassion as well. So everything is built on compassion, but the flip side is, so the Bonobo are, uh, the most p- peaceful primates, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they make love all the time, like literally all the time they're bisexual at the same time too, or mm. multisexual, whatever. I mean, they will right. have sex with anything. And, and, uh, and then you have uh, the chimpanzee mm. um, who, who are very, very possessive and uh, the males are, are murderous and uh, sometimes even cannibalistic. Mm. And uh, also um, uh, um, it's not uh, um, uncommon for them to be, uh, uh, do infanticide as well Mm, you know so everything that is just absolutely horrendous about human beings um is rooted in uh the the monkey that we are closestly, most closely related to Mm. now we can choose to be like the chimp or we can choose um to be more like the bonobo and that therein i think is fundamentally uh constant internal battle that we we have so you have like for example our president and even our previous previous president who uh, focused on really building up our military Mm -hmm. and the whole uh, approach uh, of deterrence let's renew um, our uh, nuclear warheads for example Right. right and spend so much of our resources on on the military for example but at the same time we're spending very little resources on nurturing our young absolutely we're, our edu- public educational system is a disaster and we talk about for example things like you know we've got musk talking about going to mars mm. we talk about how every time we go out to space um, the amount of our investment coming back is multifold.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: But whatever multifold that is, the amount of investment that comes back from taking care of our own, mm. especially young people, absolutely, is is greater than we can even uh, measure. Absolutely. Right? And meanwhile, we're not focused on these things.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think I, I took so much solace I mean it just felt so good to be at the march uh over the weekend um because I think that that's uh that's that 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 is among among many messages that is part of the message that we need to that by, by taking care of of one another um yeah i couldn't have said it better myself the 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 return on that is is unbelievable you know and then you know as I was driving um as I was driving down to the station today actually I mean I happened to notice um a much much smaller march um it, that was uh, in uh, in favor of of defunding Planned Parenthood, um, and I think it's, you know, it, it's interesting to you know w- what I'm struck by in that is well, one, how many how many men made up that that very small crowd, um, and two, how um, um, the the sort of the religious regalia that that people were sort of adorned in as they were as they were, you know, so I so I understand that it's a that 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 this is based on a belief. That is, um, uh, that that's really heartfelt, um, and I have no uh, desire to to disagree with with that belief or the authenticity of that belief. Um, at the same time, um, I, I see three things in 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 those observations. I mean, one is that you know the the fact that it's that there are so many men there. It's the sort of it, it, that it is it's a sort of paternalistic idea that uh, we can't allow. Um, individual people uh, and especially women to make moral decisions for themselves, you know, that we, that, they, that there must be some central authority. They want the, you know, the government to, to uh, regulate abortions, you know, for, for failing to trust uh, a woman and physicians to make a decision about what to do um, in, uh, in you know, in a situation, in a, in a, very particular situation because every mm-hmm. situation is different. and, um, two, the sort of the, the religious origin of these, you know, of these beliefs, again, sort of having a lot to do with sort of centralized power, you know, that a lot of these a lot of these religious ideas came from central religious authorities. And, and three, this sort of this this kind of um, uh, sort of smash everything approach. In other words, let's let's defund Planned Parenthood because we don't like one thing that Planned Parenthood is doing. Never mind the fact that Planned Parenthood, to come back to what you were saying takes care of kids even before they're born. That 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 the that the main thing that Planned Parenthood does is prenatal care and and health care for women overall. And that and that um and and that abortions are a very small part, uh, relatively speaking of what Planned Parenthood does. So when you say you want to defund Planned Parenthood, uh what it what what actually are you advocating for? So you know I don't I don't again, you know, take take issue with the uh with the beliefs and feelings that underlie that, um, you know, that impulse. But I take, I do take issue with, with the sort of, you know, I don't like this one, one thing that this organization is doing. So let's just, just dismantle the whole thing. It's sort of, it's almost a violent impulse that, mm. um, you know, and and it and it, and it, and it, and it's, and it's sort of a, a, a you know, it's, it's one facet of not, uh, of, of the sort of failure to take care of one another that, that you're describing. Yeah. So,
1: so you're talking about a different, uh, a different group of rebellers now when you're talking about those people um, that were picketing Planned Parenthood. Mm. But they are rebellers nonetheless. And I think white men um, today um, is not an easy thing to be in a rapidly changing world. And, uh, for a long, long time, for, for many, many centuries already, um, white men have dominated the entire world, Mm. you know? And, uh, the reality is, and I don't point at white people or white men, you know, to, um, to be at fault at things that had happened historically or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's really important to be cognizant of, of, of our place in history. Yes. You know? Um, and I'm not trying to make white people or white men guilty of what happened hundreds of years ago or 50 years ago or even yesterday but I think back to what I was saying you know all the way from um, from colonialism and imperialism uh, to the creation of slavery you know and the destruction of the Native American population and destructive destruction of 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 different continents uh, of people, you know, Africa, and parts of Asia as well. And then the destruction of African Americans, uh, you know, uh, here as well. Um, White men in general have made a string of incredibly um, sociologically, um, culturally devastating decisions. Yes. And um, I think it's almost like a, internal kind of knee-jerk reaction to fight against change because they've been even if you're a white poor person a white poor man um you've been in a place of power because if you're a white poor guy you're you're always still above um people of color mm. no matter what you're no matter what you're considered. Uh, more valuable uh, by the institution. Well, certainly there are, the there are a ton it, of systemic been. advantages that. Uh, no doubt about I it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can go all day long on that, right? And but that's not the feel for them. I understand, you know, uh, and I understand, and to a point, I can, I have compassion for their situation. But what they're going to need to do, and what we're going to ha- have to help them do, is to evolve in a. In a changing world you know where yes where it's not about just white people anymore right because that world uh dominated by europe uh was not a good thing
0: no i i, I couldn't agree more i also think that the the thing that you know it's sort of the the word intersectionality sort of comes to mind here that there is that regardless of well I, I guess what i would say is that i think that that White people and non-white people alike have had their power taken away from them in all kinds of ways, um, increasingly so um, through economic instruments. So I think that a lot of people um, are struggling to uh, struggling to get by, uh, trying to provide to their kids the same um, the, the you know the, the same privileges that they had growing up. Um, and it's becoming, you know, whether whether it's uh, predatory lending practices, um, you know, or I mean, we, I could I could make all kinds of a whole list of um, of economic um, mechanisms by which people's power has been taken away from them. I think the choice, the all important choice for a person who is has, is is in some ways privileged and in some ways not privileged, um, you know, so you know the the average white person today into in, t- in twenty seventeen. I think the choice that they need to make um, is it, what to do in response to that. To, are, will they will they lash out against people who have even less power than they do, uh, or will they recognize the the true sources of uh, the, the 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 true mechanisms by which their power has been taken away from them? And will they will they uh, will they no longer comply with um, with those mechanisms? And you know, so to bring it back to food, you know, food. Is, Come, you know, is is sort of the the, the go to uh, example for me because I think it's what it's the most powerful force that there is. I mean, when you when you uh, are um, deprived of, you know, w- when it when it's so difficult to find and afford and have time to prepare healthy food, right? I mean, what happens? Your you know, your 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 health starts to deteriorate. Your energy levels start to drain. You it affects your your mood. It, you know, a, a, a key cause of depression is diet, right? So. Over time, um, your the the most important aspect of of power, which is physical and mental health, um, is taken away from you by the food system that, that that happens to surround you. So, if you happen to live in a food desert, for example, it's much more difficult to get, you know, to find healthy food. All right. So, um, we can a, a person can say, you know. Uh, the, the cost of health insurance, you know, are are so high. You know, I'm gonna, I mean, you know, the cost of, you know, the, you know, the, 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 my 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 income is so low, and my my expenses are so high, and 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 healthcare is is, uh, you know, disproportionate as uh, one of those expenses. Uh, so. You know, you can respond to that by saying, ah, you know, blame blame the immigrants for stealing my jobs, you know, or, you know, blame Obamacare because, you know, it, my, my health insurance is so, uh, you know, so expensive. But those are those are sort of intellectually lazy um, responses, um, because, of course, it's not true that I mean, you know, people you know, people have lost their jobs due to automation far more than than outsourcing, for example. So it's again, it's it's it comes down to this choice of like, are you gonna are you gonna settle for the easy answer that the demagogue is is selling you, or are you, um, you know, are you going to ask the ask the hard questions, which is you know why, uh, why is my income fallen over time? Why why did I lose my job? Why did I you know you know wh- what are the mechanisms that are actually taking away my power? Um, so which sort of brings me back to the importance of you know that food is not just a symbolic. Uh, you know, and, and what you what you what you guys are doing at me is, is it's not just a symbolic act of rebellion or a place to start conversations, but it is a very practical. Uh, step towards regaining power. I mean, you're you're using ingredients that are abundant. You know, I mean, they're they're they, to, to say to use the word cheap is an understatement. I mean, these are these are readily available invasive plants and insects and uh, and fish species that that are regarded as pests today, and you're turning them into food sources. Yeah. So, um,
1: hmm. well, you, you, you really said so much. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) So like, I want to respond to a whole bunch of different things that you're, uh, that you're talking about. Awesome. I'll pick a a one or two, but yeah, when you're, um, yeah, the food, the food, food aspect of it is this, that, uh, like you were saying, food is fundamentally important, uh, for our health. Mm. Right. And it doesn't matter who you are. And a fundamental a right for human beings is the the right to thrive. Mm. And thrive meaning to, to be able to uh, meet your potential as well. Yes. Right. And people who are not eating well and, and do not have access to good food um, will not, children will have developmental problems, you know, mm. and uh, in utero, they'll, Uh, develop, uh, in a way that isn't, uh, um, up to par, uh, with kids coming from, uh, uh, mothers, uh, who are economically doing well and eating well. Right. Right. So food itself is obviously a, uh, human rights issue as well. Absolutely. And, uh, um, one of the biggest challenges for the organic and the sustainable food movement has been to uh, make food um, actual food mm. accessible to the masses and that's what you're 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 working on with your your company right mm. food deserts and people who can't afford it and low income people who are taking expensive taxis in order to go and get you know their groceries access to Uh, access uh, to the uh, most uh, basic uh, fresh produce yeah absolutely and now we're actually talking about something that is although certain populations for example if you're black or native american right uh, of color um uh chances are statistically um uh, uh you're going to be suffering uh from poverty uh, much more for historical reasons, right? Uh, than say someone who is uh, blonde and blue-eyed, right? Right. I mean, historical yeah.
0: reasons that are that are that are continued into the present day,
1: exactly. And we know that's a problem, right? But and it's not to downplay that at all. But we have to rise above the whole color thing. We have to rise above all the differences that we we really have, because ultimately, I don't care if you're white or you're black or you're green or what, whatever your sexuality is, or whether you're a guy or a girl or something in between, um, we all suffer. Mm-hmm. You know That's what compassion is about, connecting. Because I suffer, I can feel the way you suffer. and Because I suffer, and it does not feel good, and it hurts, I want to be able to make your suffering go away.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: what compassion is, right? We have to approach each other from a place of compassion so that we connect with each other in a way that rises above all of our differences um, that we're fighting over today right and we're killing each other our, our, over our today f-
0: our fake differences I, I i would i would almost assert that it's that it's that we're that there there are these um, there are these fake dividing lines that have been sort of uh given to us, you know, that, you know, you're, you're a Republican or a Democrat or whatever, you know, but I mean, the thing is that there's, there are true differences in the way that individuals have experienced the world and the, and the, and the Mm -hmm. suffering, the the degree and the type of suffering that, that, that any of us have experienced. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the, the important thing is to, is to be able to listen to the true experience of, of, of others mm-hmm. of, of of the you know the the individual person that we that we happen to be having a conversation with we need to have more of those conversations and be able to listen more deeply with more empathy more compassion to to the to the individual ways in which um in, in which the other person has 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 suffered and and recognize that it's not all the same but that that all of us have had uh you know, have had difficulties in our, in our lives, but, and, 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 but, but in, in having those conversations, we also can recognize the gifts that the other person brings to, uh, to us and to our collective, um, to our collective need to solve universal problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we have the ability to do that, you know, because human beings have evolved these incredibly big and sophisticated brains. So Mm. we're able to think, hold all these different contradictory thoughts in our head right you know and even if we don't completely make sense of it uh we can store it and try to make sense of it in even abstract kind of ways Mm. and and the problem that we're facing today is that um we just want to throw down and fight Mm. you know at a drop of a hat so you and i aren't getting along and then all right let's just fight so it becomes a world full of violence, hatred, and retribution when fighting is literally the easiest route mm. and the route that's literally creating, it's the laziest route, and it's the route that's creating uh, the biggest
0: problems in the entire world. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one one thing that I... I... I, I, I worry about it a little bit, but I'm not that worried about it. Um but it's probably it is worth mentioning. I mean, I think that, you know, we we are in a uh community that has a lot of resolve and a lot of love um in this community. Um that that uh I think I feel really lucky uh to be a part of it. Um to so that I happen to live here. Um you know, but I there's I think there is a kind of there is there's a mechanism where, you know, I can see it happening kind of over the next, you know, four years as 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 Trump and um, others in his party start to do things um that are going to be very difficult for us to oppose in any immediate time frame I mean we'll be able to um you know we'll be able to uh oppose them um in um y- y- you know in you know in, in the midterm elections and in the elections four years from now but it's going to be very it'll be difficult to fight back against certain things you know certain executive orders and stuff and and, and a phenomenon that i that I see is that sometimes when you have the um the the enemy that you can't reach um that's out of reach for the moment you know you 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 start to kind of attack the friend who's right next to you and i think that that's that's an important um trap to to sort of recognize going into it going into these four years and and resolve together to not to not fall into um, because i mean ultimately um you know we we need to you know i think we need to stop infighting and um i think i think i think uh even more than that, we need to realize that 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 it's, uh, in a, in a very real way, it's all infighting. It's all it, You know, we're 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 all in the in group. We, and we have to um stop we stop the fighting and start um start start the listening and the and ultimately the collaboration that you're talking about. Um, by the way, I want to give a shout out to um to the deeper change forum happening on February 9th. Um, you can find it on Facebook. Uh, at, uh, or you can also find it at, at ceio.org, ceio.org. Um, and that is the, the Deeper Change Forum on February 9th from 8.30 to 3 p.m. Uh, at Whitneyville Cultural Commons. Registration is required, uh, and you can find that registration at ceio.org. Um, I can't say enough about the speaker who will be there. Uh, it's uh, an opportunity to go to, to, to go really deep on what we're talking about today. So so, Bun. Let's um in the little bit of time that we have left, um, let's talk about what what you're working on. You're you are working on a show on invasive species. W- why why a show about invasive? Why a TV show about about invasive species? Um, in yeah, because uh,
1: invasive species are a top five ecological problem mm-hmm. connected to the number one ecological problem, which is climate change. Mm. And not only that, uh, the idea of being traveling. And being able to meet people that I would not normally sit down with or share a space with, I think is especially appropriate in these times, mm. you know, when we are so divided. So it's ecological and sociological and, and uh, I don't know, more than anything, uh, uh, I'm here to connect with people. I mean, that's, you know, that's my purpose on earth and to make a difference, uh, to make it a better place. And I I feel this TV show can do that. Along with all the other projects we're working on, so
0: absolutely. I mean, and you know, and I think, and I think that there is something you know, really, there, there's, there are deep connections between food and, and and politics. I mean, that you know, if we, I mean, you're the invasive species that you use in the restaurant. I mean, you know, granted, some of them are from you know the Midwest. Some of them, you know, like you know, you have you have you have yeah, invasive Asian carp from. Rivers in the Midwest, right? But, but also one of the most popular items on the menu is knotweed, right? And knotweed grows around here, right? It's 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 local and it's it's a highly invasive, but also highly nutritious, uh, plant food. But people look at it as a pest and dump tons of pesticides on the ground, um, in order to to get rid of it, right? Yeah. So, um,
1: uh, eating those invasive species is is a Eucharist. Uh, uh, uh changing our perspective and the importance of changing our perspective especially at these times.
0: Oh uh, yeah that's such a that's such a cool way of putting it. Yeah. So um yeah I'm being told by our uh by Harry our, our uh uh who's at the soundboard today that uh, our show is uh is only 45 minutes today. Um Bun thanks so much for for being here. Um and uh over the next uh, few weeks we're going to be talking about policing in New Haven again. Um so uh and 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 uh, sort of the future of of the police department and uh transcending as, as gary holder as as Gary Winfield put it when he was a guest on this show a few weeks ago, transcending community policing and uh moving toward um something that that's even uh even better than that, which is service based policing um so uh, it's a conversation I'm really excited uh to be having over the next few episodes, but thanks again for being here.
1: thanks for having me, man. Mm. you're awesome
0: right back at you.